first and fanatic what's up ben what's up how you doing doing pretty good we got a lot to talk about this week we got alex oveskin getting the 800 goal the dante parker situation the celtics on the west coast where do you want to start? I don't know. I'm I'm pretty stressed out about my fantasy football playoffs. Maybe if you want to talk about the NFL. Uh, I have Kyler Murray, and he's um, done, so no. Yeah, brutal. <laughs> my fantasy's over. By the way, I, I'm, I'm poor now, but thank you. Whoever's taking my money, God bless you. Dangerous Kira also has Kyler Murray, so she's got a playoff bye week to sort the situation out, but. Oh, uh, take the guy, take Purdy from San Fran. Go Purdy. <laughs> yep, yep. The guy uh, from the Jets, Mike White, yeah. is pretty awesome yep, too. Yep. He got crushed in the ribs a couple times, but he's been slinging it. So yeah, he's, he's awesome. been really good. I mean, I'm glad the Patriots leapfrogged them because uh, we beat the Cardinals, but they look real. The Jets look really good, and you know, so does San Diego Chargers. I mean, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of teams out there right now that are fighting in the AFC to be in the playoffs, and they're all good teams. Uh, the NFC, uh, I'm not impressed. I, I am impressed by the Detroit Lions. I mean, they have really come on. They've done a really good job lately. Um, they've beat, what, the three three straight wins? I mean, they're doing good. They're playing the Jets this week, too, at New York. So Ooh, it's going to be game. a really good game. Yeah, here. yeah, I think that's going to be. And Buffalo's playing uh, Tua in the struggling Miami Dolphins, which is kind of confusing to me. Yeah, I was just reading that there could be snow in that game. So that could be uh, a wrench uh thrown in there but a yeah, Hawaiian the, quarterback that's never seen snow no he's gonna <laughs> do fine he's gonna do great <laughs> yeah it's not good right now for the Dolphins they lost two in a row so uh yeah now they have to go to Buffalo it's 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 pretty tough yeah. the, if the if the Dolphins drop this one the Pats have a chance to move up into second place in the east I wouldn't be mad I mean we we look terrible Listen, I love the Patriots, but we look terrible. I mean, our defense has been coming on great, but I would like to say something. So anybody in the NFL that watched that game with the Patriots, when Devontae Parker got his concussion and he was clearly out of it, couldn't get to the line, staggered everywhere, thank God for Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar dropping down to his knee and making them attend Devontae Parker was probably the best thing I've ever seen in the NFL and it was just awful, awful. Yeah, I mean, he was obviously he was obviously messed up. So it, I don't know. It's pretty weird, like what the protocol is for for like the NFL concussion, like in the middle of games. Like what what who's the one responsible for saying like that guy obviously got smushed? He needs to come out of the game. I don't I don't know whose job that is, but I mean, it was pretty obvious watching him stumble around. He could barely you know stand up straight, and they were going to run the next play. So yeah, I was talking. There's obviously some stuff that needs to be worked out yeah i was talking to you earlier about um terrell davis had mentioned uh there was a game he played in where he was basically knocked unconscious could barely stand and they spun him towards the other team so he could finish another play that was back in the 80s and that was crazy to hear that like steve young getting hit in the mask and i'm you know you all right you know who you are he's like yeah i'm batman listen back then they didn't have the protocols they have now so for this to go unnoticed is terrible yeah, so I don't know what Parker's outlook is. I don't know if he's like day to day or week to week, but I mean, he looks like he got clocked and it was similar to the Russell Wilson play where he his it wasn't like a helmet to helmet hit. It was more like his head got driven down. He bas- they basically landed head first on the turf and they they just got rattled. So yeah, especially with all the stuff going on, like, you know, hearing about the, the, the CTE, like the damage that it does to your brain and everything and all the stuff that goes on with these players. I mean, to not be on the ball, to see someone that has a concussion, you can't you can't drop the ball like that in NFL. You just can't. I mean, these players' lives are at stake. Yeah, so I think that they're just going to have a lot more discussion about this issue in the offseason. Yeah, definitely. And they're going to come up with a more comprehensive plan. Yeah, they better because 
listen, these people, it's not even the fact that they're football players and when they come out of football, what lives are they going to have? I mean, that's just something you have to think about. I mean, people people have died. People have killed themselves over the, the brain injuries that they've gotten in the NFL. I mean, it's just a sad situation. And I think when players get hurt like that, they're sort of uh, trained not to take themselves out of the game. Unless they're like terribly hurt, they go down. But they don't want to lose their job, so they kind of have to just gut it out. And uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty different from when you watch soccer and guys are diving on the on the ground and writhing around in pain when it they don't even get touched. <laughs> no, no, I, I just like to say like like I give mad props to them if they could like stay in the game. They shouldn't, absolutely not. But if it was me, I'd be on the ground crying, screaming. As I am not a hero. I'd be like, oh, broken. <laughs> Get me out the game. I mean, it's just, it's. Just, I guess it's totally different. Did you see uh, the jet, the hit that the Jets quarterback Mike White took? Yeah. He he got killed in the ribs, and it looked like he broke his ribs. Yeah, he had a clean shot too. I was watching the game, and I I sucked my teeth. I was like. Ooh, it must be get driven to the ground. Yeah, it was, it was a good tackle too. It yeah. wasn't like a dirty no, play it at was all. Not. It they was... hit him right in the midsection and his body folded in half. Yeah. I mean And he's... then he came back out after a certain amount of time. Yeah, he's a savage. And he got hit the exact same way and then it looked like okay, he went to the hospital after the game in an ambulance. Yeah, yeah he's a but savage. He's day to day now, so I think he's gonna play this week. Yeah, and I will say like watching the team rally around him is great because what was it, Wilson, the other quarterback? Like he totally dogged that team when when he threw for like what ninety nine yards or something, and he blamed he wouldn't take the blame. He's like, no, it wasn't me. Yes, it is you. It's you. If you're not throwing the ball to these people and they're not catching it, it's on you. And that's what makes a great quarterback. A quarterback will sit back and go, yeah, you know what? I could do better. And when you see quarterbacks go, nah, it's that person, it's that person, it's that person. That's not a great quarterback. That's that's someone that's not taking responsibility for the fact that they're not getting the ball out on time and they're not throwing it accurately to the receivers. I mean, so I'm happy to see the Jets do good. As a Patriots fan, people are probably looking at me going, what are you talking about? I grew up when all the teams in the division were good. They had Marino, they had O'Brien, we had um, Grogan, and we had Jim Kelly. So I grew up watching all those four teams battle it out, like, and it was such a good time for that division. And I see that now in the NFC East. Sure. I mean, Jalen Hurts is unbelievable. Even on his incompletions, they're right in receivers' hands. He was dropping dimes all game. He's, MVP. He's awesome. Yep. The Eagles are twelve and one. They've won four in a row. They're uh, playing. Um, they're playing the Chicago Bears this week, and then they're playing Dallas yeah. the week after. So that's going to be a really good game. Yeah. But I mean, the Eagles' offense is just unstoppable. Yeah. They just... came out throwing against the Giants. And they were just picking them apart. He has Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, perfect pairing. And then uh, and then when the receivers are locked up, they'll hand it off or Hertz will take off and run the ball. They're just too good. They have too much going on for them. And then when they take the lead, their defense just they just attack the quarterback relentlessly. It's it's insane. They're they're just a they're just a, a stocked roster. They're they're a huge contender. Yeah, and if they can beat Dallas, that would be the the only other person for the Philadelphia Eagles that beat Dallas twice in the season, the last person to do it was Michael Vick. So if he does this, they can he can tie Michael Vick's record of doing that for the last time. And Michael Parsons just gave them fuel because he was doing an interview and they were like, well, what do you think of you know Jalen Hurst? And um, he was like, well, is it him or the team? And he kind of like dissed them. So like now they have like a little chip on their shoulder to be like, all right, you think it wasn't me? And I, I think that's a bad tiger to poke. Yeah, I'll give Parsons credit. He, he if he's going to run his mouth, I mean, I think he backs it up on yeah. the field. Oh yeah, he's but good. the Phillies are the the Eagles are a juggernaut. I mean, you can't deny it. Yeah, 
I just can't give enough credit to Jalen Hurts. The level of quarterback play that he's ascended to is top tier. Like the way that he throws the ball is just deadly accurate. Throwing it to guys in coverage or in tight coverage, the way that he can, I mean, they have a great offensive line. So they set up a perfect pocket for him and he can just sit back there. He reads the defense, goes through project progressions, picks the team apart takes off when there's a lane uh, open to run. Uh, he's efficient in the red zone. They're getting Dallas Goddard back from IR this this week. Uh, he was um, you know, solidifying his role as one of the, the best pass-catching tight ends in the league. I mean, they just have so much going for them that, I mean, the, Dal- the Dallas Cowboys almost lost to the Texans. Yeah, I know. And it took a last-second drive to, to come back. So yeah. the Cowboys... They can say whatever they want about the Eagles. They're going to have a huge challenge. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, they brought all this talent in for Miami and all this talent in for the Eagles. And they said it was make or break years for these two quarterbacks, you know, Hurst and Tua. And both quarterbacks come out on fire. Tua's kind of struggled these last couple of weeks. And I'm kind of like, ooh, but where Hurst is just like, he's like, all right, I get the ensemble to be bad. And I am, I am that guy. And he's just on fire. Yeah, I'm worried about the Dolphins. Honestly, like I have uh, Jalen Waddle in fantasy, and I'm wondering if I want to bench him this week because they're just not. I don't know what the problem is. Their offense seems. It reminds me of the Chiefs last year, where they just became one-dimensional, trying to huck it to Tyreek Hill in triple coverage every play. It's not a healthy game plan. You have to spread the ball around. They're a good offense. They have players that can that that can spread the they can spread the ball around to yeah. so i mean tyreek hill is amazing he's a, an incredible player but they have to they have to move the ball around i don't know how else to explain it i mean like this is why the chiefs look more efficient this year after they traded hill is because they have a healthy uh, uh offensive game plan they spread it around deep short middle sideline backfield like the dolphins need to open up uh, st- stretch the field out a little more and open open up the the distribution you know it, yeah. they're just forcing it and it looks it looks bad and i don't know if it's going to change this week yeah before we switch the subject to another sport i just want to say you know hats off to baker mayfield you know coming off a plane and jumping into the the rams offense and like being a beast i mean he had no time to study really and he jumps in there and he wins the game so good good job baker that was awesome yeah that was a fun game so yeah i'll give him credit (laughs) yeah Yeah, he has to get yeah you got to give him props for that yeah Um, that's cool i want to switch this over to um the great eight uh ovechkin uh hat trick got this 800 goal amazing well i want you to put this in perspective i'm not really like super hardcore hockey fans so i i love the bruins i i've watched ovechkin throughout the years he's obviously amazing but uh maybe you could like tell me more about what this means to like the nhl history okay so getting an 800 point is something that like only a few people have done um he's one of them now he's just got his 800 point so like he kind of goes up there with like gordy howe gretzky Messier. he becomes one of basically one of the greatest of all time i mean and ovechkin is he's one of the greatest of all time uh, he's got the washington capitals he's been there for years he's he's led, led them to numerous playoffs um he's one of the top people in the nhl right now and uh he's older i mean you get to 800 goal you're not young you're an older player and uh, it's just good to see people that have been in the league for so long stick it out get these acclimates and you know go on to greatness i mean a lot of people get hurt injured can't perform like the way they're supposed to i mean uh, like you look like sid the kid in um pittsburgh there's a lot of older players that are accomplishing stuff now that you know was unheard of back then you know of course no one's going to touch gretzky he's like 800 
like something points. He's like almost a hundred points ahead of Ovechkin. <laughs> so Gretzky was just phenomenal. And I did get to watch Gretzky play, and um, it was an amazing time uh, to be a hockey fan. But uh, but yeah, that's one of the things. Yeah, I think it's first of all that must that's an amazing moment to get that milestone on a hat trick. Like yeah. I. Were they were they just feeding him shots all game long, like trying to get him, like uh, well, trying to force it in there? Well, actually, I, mean, if you watch, I wouldn't blame them if they did. But. If we watch the last goal, the 800 goal, um, there was a scramble around the um, the net, and the puck's flying everywhere, and the the goaltender fell down, and it got to Ovechkin, and he upped it into the corner, and it was just a beautiful shot. He, he it was classic, and uh, the place went wild. People were throwing hats, they were going ov ov. And it was just a great moment in sports. That's cool. Well, I think it's notable about Ovechkin that uh, people really dogged on him for a long time about how he was just a stat patter and never, you know, broke through and won the big one. And then they finally did, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And uh, so I think he deserves credit for just being, like you said, a long, you know, he's had a long grinding career. He, he does it all on the ice. And uh, just the way that he uh, persisted and broke through, you know, he basically answered all the questions that people had about his game. And I think that when he retires, people aren't really going to argue about his place in, in history anymore. And so I think that's really important for players' legacies when they want to be considered one, the best. You know, d- if you answered all the questions like stat-wise, uh, team you know team wise um are you a good teammate uh are you just a a stat patter or or do you contribute to your team winning too um did you do it over a long period of time or was it just uh, lightning in a bottle so i think you know when you talk about guys like ovechkin you can uh, solidify their place at the top tier of of like history oh yeah i think he's one of those players yeah like sid the kid and uh patrice bergeron and you know all those guys the older players that you see have been consistent since the beginning of their careers, and um, it just shows. Yeah, even going back to football, a guy like Brady, there was always Brady versus Manning deba- debates and, and versus Montana, who's who's had the better career. And it took him till 2014, 16, 18, get, getting through that second chapter of his career before people were finally acknowledging that he's the best quarterback of all time. It's so, you know, longevity is important. He was able to sustain that level of play for multiple for two decades you know so yeah but i think that's important he looked like he should retire (laughs) he did i'm sorry brady you look like you should retire i mean i'm a huge huge brady fan and pretty just embarrassed you that was that was ugly so i don't know what else to say so i did watch the lakers versus the celtics last night and uh did you see it i I caught the highlights yeah Uh, oh so it it was an amazing game the the celtics were up by 20 then the lakers came back and went up by 13 and then it was like a few minutes left in the game they were up by seven and jason tatum took over and he tied the game basically and it went into overtime and uh well it wouldn't have gone into overtime had davis hit two free throws and he missed them and he's taking the responsibility for it. He's like, you know, he missed one against the Philadelphia um, 76ers, and he's missed one, missed both of these. So he he feels responsible. He's like, you know, it's on my shoulders. I should have made these things, which that's a pro, you know. And I thought like LeBron James, when they asked LeBron James about it, you know, he was like, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? You want me to like, if the guy didn't come in the locker room high-fiving people, joking, he came in, he was upset. He clearly didn't like what happened. He, he hates being the person that, you know, basically he feels blew the game. So I think, you know, you got to stop with like, people thinking that just because they're superstars they're always going to make every shot 
Jordan didn't make every shot. LeBron didn't make every shot. LeBron had the game winner, and he missed it, so it went into overtime. So, I mean, it was a good game. It was a good game. It was a classic game between two of the greatest teams in NBA history. Yeah, first of all, if you're the Celtics right now, you can't lose to the Lakers. So yeah. it's I think it's kind of lucky that they pulled this out because the Lakers, it was the Lakers game to win by, by the end there. But let's also be clear about Davis. I mean, he played 46 minutes. He made 11 of 15 free throws. So, you know, he still hit uh, over two-thirds of his free throws. It's called 70%. So, I mean, it's just some players make the the shot at the buzzer and sometimes they miss it. And when you're a superstar, you get a lot of attempts at that. So you're going to miss some. Shit I mean, happens. the Celtics are lucky that they got away with that. They yeah. kind of stole it. Yeah, we lost to Golden State. We lost to the Clippers. Our West Coast trip was not a good time for us. And we went in with the LA, the Lakers. We were up by 20. We lost that lead. So, I mean, I love the Celtics, but we stumbled out of the the West. Like, we didn't go in there with confidence and kill it. We stumbled. Our record's still impressive, but we stumbled out of the West Coast, and I'm glad we got one win out of all that. Sure. And so they broke their couple-game losing streak. That was a tough loss to the Warriors, too, on Saturday night. I mean, that was a bad look. Yeah. I don't know how the Warriors are a 500 team. I mean, Milwaukee they're awesome. Yeah. Milwaukee just beat them last night. Yeah. Um, they're not good on the road. They're not. They're not good on the road. And they'll be the first to tell you. And they gotta, to, they got to overcome that, or else... They're not going to go far in the playoffs. And the Lakers, I think the Lakers just need an overhaul. I think you've got Westbrook, Davis, LeBron, and a bunch of young people. And I, I'm still, I mean, people think I'm crazy, but I, I think you trade LeBron. I think you trade Davis. I think you get what you can for these players now and rebuild. I mean, I hate to say that because the Lakers are like, oh, my God, you know, LeBron. I get it, but get what you can. I mean, go out there, get what you can right now. Because you got to think about it. You, you're not winning now. You're not. And LeBron's not getting any younger. Davis isn't getting any younger. But your team has the nucleus of a young team. So you could trade them off, get the assets, bring in the people, and just start over. Start fresh. I mean, there's a lot of young talent out there that you could get for LeBron. People, LeBron's still an attraction. If you could trade him to New York, you could trade him to any other um, place right now, and they'll take because they want to draw the people in. But tickets, Lakers, you're going to make tickets no matter what. You're the Lakers. But you need to think about the future. Yeah, I, it's a weird case because I think 99 out of 100 times, that's what a team would want to do. Yeah. Sell the assets and, and rebuild. Yeah. But this is a weird case with LeBron. What does LeBron want to do? And uh, that's I think that's going to be a to factor. <laughs> he wants to win. LeBron wants <laughs> but, to win. But make does he no want mistake. to <laughs> LeBron wants to win. Does he want to s- stick around? For the rest of the season, though, and then decide in the off season, like, or is he ready to go to a contender? And and if if he he's LeBron, if they James. trade him mid season to a con, to a contending team, he's coming in as a role player to an already established team. It's going to be that's what LeBron does. Different. LeBron goes to teams to win. He goes to Cleveland. He goes yeah. He goes with people like he knows they're going to get a championship. LeBron's smart. I'm not saying he's not one of the greatest, but he's a smart person. He wants to go to teams that have the structure to go all the way right away. And he's done it. Miami, Cleveland, the Lakers. He, he sees what's going on. LeBron's not stupid. LeBron loves being in the spotlight. LeBron loves being considered the greatest of all time. If you tell him right now, LeBron, I'm going to trade you to say, um, what's a good team out in the, the West that could possibly go all the way, like the Jazz or you know something like that. I'm going to trade you there. And you're going to be LeBron James on a team that has a chance to go all the way. He's not going to say no. He's going to go, yeah. All right, I got that. You think he would ditch L.A. for Utah? Yes. If it meant he was going to win yeah. a championship? He's going to win a championship. I'm skeptical of that. I, I'm not. <laughs> I think LeBron James is a smart businessman. He's a businessman. He's going to go, you know what? The team's not going to do good. We got we got Westbrook's contract, Davis's contract, my contract. We really can't bring in a lot of talent. We traded away a lot of our picks. 
the future's not going to be bright. So yeah, I'd go. I, he wouldn't be wrong. He what about wrong. like Philly or yeah or Miami? Yeah, listen, he he'd go back to Miami right now. I'd go back to Miami. You know, if I and was him, fit in with Jimmy Butler. You think? Yeah, I think he could. I think he could make it work. I mean, he went down there and he fit in with some friends before, so I think he could do it. I don't even know if this is a realistic no, scenario. This is, like, this is just I feel like what, if. what are the, what are yeah. the Lakers? I don't know about the Lake. Like what? I don't know what their plan is. Yeah, Jimmy really, needs to do something. I mean, on I, I feel like the idea to rebuild is like obvious, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's just a weird case. Yeah, it is. I just I don't want to see the Lakers fans because the the league is better when the Celtics and the Lakers are on top. I know you guys are going to look at me funny, but that's the truth. When the Lakers and the Celtics are both riding high, you get the East Coast and the West Coast all pumped up. And then you can have anybody else thrown in there doing good. But those two teams draw. And they're the two greatest teams in the NBA. Say what you want. 56 out of the 76 championships have included those teams. So you got to do that. Bring You got you to do it. You got to make the LA fans happy. And the LA fans, they love LeBron. They love LeBron. They love Davis. They love Westbrook. I don't know if they really love Westbrook, but they love LeBron. <laughs> and um, you know what? They'd hate to see him go, but they'd understand. And they'd be like, all right. I mean, you, you don't trade Kobe, but you trade a Shaq, right? You know what you got to do. And LeBron wasn't brought up through the LA system. So it's not like these fans are like Kobe. This is LeBron James, who's come from other teams and knows how to win in other teams. Send him. I don't know though. He's never really struck me as a as a mercenary type of player. He wants How he figure? wants full control of of the whole team. He wants he wants to. He left Cleveland to go to Miami to win a championship because he knew he could win a championship. He left Miami to go back to Cleveland because he knew he could win a championship. But he brings he, in all his own guys. But he, he's a mercenary. He left <laughs> Cleveland to go to L.A. so he could win a championship. Listen, I guess so. I'm not knocking LeBron. Robert Ory did the same thing. Robert Ory was a genius. Eleven <laughs> championships. LeBron James is smart and he's not stupid if he sees an opportunity to win a championship he's gonna go he's gonna I'm, i'd go you'd go anybody smart would go and it's not a bad thing i'm not knocking lebron i mean everybody knows i really don't like lebron because of what he said about boston because you don't tell people oh boston's racist but in two years before that you go i've never heard a racist comment in my life so no i am not a fan of lebron because i feel that he kind of jumped on the the Golden State Warriors bandwagon and tried to like be relevant into that conversation you don't do that as a player and as an individual, LeBron James is a genius. He's smart from the whole thing where he did the, you know, the decision. He knows how to make money. He knows where to be for money. And LeBron, you know what? I give you props. And L.A., I like you. I, I, I'm a Celtics diehard, but I like the L.A. Lakers. I have to because I watch Magic Johnson. I watch all these players play. And they're a great organization. And be great again. That's all I'm saying. And just to put into context, I mean, he's having a good season. He's putting up 26.5 points per game, 8.6 rebounds, 6.5 assists, 47% field goal percentage. So, I mean, he's uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's putting up numbers like he did his whole career. Yeah, he's trade bait. So it's not over. No, he's trade bait. I mean, what? Team wouldn't want LeBron. I mean, even as a Celtics, Celtics fan, you want you want him on the Celtics. Listen, you I hate LeBron. I hate LeBron for what he said about Boston because it's not true, and we're not a bunch of racists because that's just messed up the stereotype of whole fan base. But I take LeBron. I would. I'm, I'm sorry. I take LeBron. I mean, LeBron James. LeBron James. He's a scorer. He he's a money draw. He's a great talent. One of the greatest of all times. So I'm not saying you're the greatest. I'll never say that because I don't believe it. But you are one of the top five. And uh, how about Jason Tatum? Awesome year. MVP status. Is he the MVP front runner right oh, now? By far. Number one. By far. Last night's performance just showed it. He's by far the I mean, but he was kind of good last year too, and then he kind of choked in the playoffs. So um Yeah, we'll I think see. by the finals he was yeah, exhausted. We'll and he was I think he had a shoulder injury yep. in the playoffs or something like yep. that. So we'll see. We got a lot more talent around us and you know, Time Lord's coming back. So and then trade the trade baits are coming up. So yeah, yeah. There's 
I think we're going to. I think the Celtics have a good chance of taking the NBA championship. Tatum's averaging over thirty points a game right now, but that only puts him fifth in the league, which is amazing to me. Yeah, but he's also got so, the assist. He's got you know he's well rounded. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was an amazing performance last night. I mean, over forty points, just vintage vintage Tatum, and he's still an ascending player, which is unbelievable. I mean, yeah. he's just he's the man. Yeah, but like, there's a lot of good teams out there. Milwaukee, what, uh, the Greek Freak. I mean, the Greek Freak is the Greek Freak. I mean, guy, guy's a beast. I mean, he's one of the greatest in the NBA right now. I mean, and then you got the Sixers doing good. I mean, there's a lot of teams right now you look at, you scratch your head and go, yeah, these teams have huge potential. Miami, I mean, then you get the West Coast. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that are doing well. How is Miami sub-500 too? I, mean, uh, I think they have a lot of injuries, so I don't think it's like their fault. I mean, it's hard when you don't have people, even with like the LA Lakers, a lot of times they've been hurt and injured, so you don't have the people on the floor all at the same time. It's it's hard to muster wins when your team's basically not all together. I mean, yeah. Miami's not going to go away quietly. No. They they proved that against the Celtics uh, about a week ago when you know they it was just another classic Boston versus Miami matchup and yeah. went right down to the wire and overtime and then Butler's a cold killer. I mean he's just nasty. Yeah, yeah. These are the things that I look forward to with the uh, seasons. I mean the NBA, the NFL, uh, the NHL, and then Major League Baseball. Um, right now the Red Sox lost Andrew Bogats. Boo. Red Sox. I'm a Red Sox diehard, and you guys, I can't believe you let that man walk. What yeah, do you think? It's it's depressing. It's really depressing. I just the 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 thing is, how can you let players like Bogarts and John Lester walk, and then you're gonna give guys like Chris Sale a, a long term contract? And yeah, I'm just it just makes Trevor's story. It makes no sense. I don't know what their plan is. I don't even think they have a plan. No, and it's just kind of embarrassing. Well, they brought in the Japanese pitcher and the Japanese outfielder. Both good pickups. Great pickups by the Red Sox. But you let you let Bogots go and Devers might walk too. And our pitching staff, Avaldi might leave. Who are you gonna bring in? What are you doing? I mean, what the hell? The Yankees, well, they're the Yankees. They're spending money to get good people in. Even they're kinda losing a bunch of people though. But um, I mean, what are you doing? I mean, the Padres look ridiculously stacked right now. Yeah. The NL West is just loaded. Would you give if you were in charge of the Red Sox, would you give Bo- Bogarts an eleven year contract right now? If it meant you know, if if you offered him the same contract he was guaranteed to take it would you would you give it to him yeah i'd lock him up because he's that good he's that good and he's that much of a cog in the red sox like machine he's from the farm system came he's up 30 the by the system. way so that go- that's gonna run through his age 41 season yeah but then you dh him i mean you dh him he's bogats i mean i mean i get it people are like oh well you know it's 11 years and i get it but i mean I don't, I don't know. I'm a loyal Bostonian and I want to see team. I want to see our, our homegrown people come up and be with us to the end. You know, I want to see Devers come through to the end. I mean, you've been with us forever. I mean, this is your home. This is what you know. So when you guys walk out of here, you're like as a fan, and I'm sure you people, fans of your teams, fans of, you know, you know, basketball, hockey, when you see someone that's come up through the system that you've had with you the whole time walk, it hurts. It hurts emotionally because you're like, I've watched this person my whole life. And then when they leave, you're like, oh, damn. You know, I mean, it's just. I mean, that's how I, I would give him that contract too, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he's a cornerstone of the franchise since he came up in like 2013, I think. And he's obviously the leader of the clubhouse. And to just let him walk like that, it's, I just think it's embarrassing. Look I mean, at Aaron Judge. The Yankees were not like, Aaron Judge was not walking out that building. It wasn't happening. He was staying with the he was staying with the Yankees, and I mean, unless he he truly wanted to leave, if he really wanted to leave, he would have left. But he wanted to stay, and they wanted him, so they dished the money for him. 
I mean, that's how it is. I mean, if you really like the player, you're dedicated to the person, you're going to throw the cash. Throw the cash. I mean, it's not like we didn't have it. I mean, I mean, I get it. You, you, you're like, oh, well, the luxury tax. The, but they've already told you the luxury tax didn't matter. You could spend the money. And then you let this guy walk. Yeah, I think, like, it's just obvious to me that the Red Sox have no plan. I mean, what are, what are they going to do at pitching? They just signed Kenley Jansen from, I think he was on the Dodgers still last year. He went to the uh, Braves. Oh, right, the Braves. But, I mean, he's not exactly, like, in his prime. No. And then, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just a high-profile signing. But I don't think it's any signal of a trend in what's... I don't know. I just... I don't think their roster looks good at all on paper right now. And I don't really know what they're going to do. They let Kyle Schwarber go. He leads the National League in home runs or something like that. Yep. I just see, like, the teams that are good this year, I see being good again next year. Uh, you know, Houston's re-upped. Uh, the Yankees are re-upped. I mean, the teams that were good, re-upped. They went out there and they, they bettered themselves, you know. And the Padres definitely better themselves. Probably Bogots to add to that lineup. I mean, I mean, they got a lot of shortstops, but they put the shortstops in different positions. And they just got a fierce team. I mean. They're stacked. Yeah. I mean, they're so stacked, they don't even, like, have any, a place to put half their players. Like I would like to point they, out, this is the Padres, right? So. <laughs> When I grew up, the Padres were terrible, terrible. They couldn't catch a break. Now, the, we're talking about the Padres being one of the best teams in the MLB right now. I mean, they I think they surpassed the Dodgers, so I'm just saying. Well, I'm happy for Bogarts because he's thrilled to be on a team that wants to win. Yeah, and that's sad that's when you he hear said. that. That's sad when you hear that from a Boston Red Sox player. This is the quote. My priority was to go to a team that was very competitive, a team that wanted to win. This is definitely a different challenge. This team really wants to win, and you can see how close it is. And I think that's Ouch. absolutely directed at the Red Sox. I mean, Ouch. he he feels it when he's there. He's he was the you know leader of the team basically, and uh, and so he knows what direction they're headed, and it's ugly. Yeah. So they're they were they're gonna play 500 ball and get away with it. I I mean, yeah. FSG makes enough money to get away with it, I guess, and they don't care. Yeah, terrible. So I have nothing else to add to this week. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, let's be done ranting about the Red Sox. Right. <laughs> we'll come back to them in March. All right, so we're going to end up going. How are you doing in fantasy? I'm doing terrible in fantasy. I got knocked out of the playoffs on both my things, so Oops. go next year. So, <laughs> so I hope you all have a wonderful time. Please tune in to First and Fanatic. We're on most of the podcast stations, so you can find us on there. We have past episodes that you can listen to and thank you very much for listening to us and watching us and we're going to try and do this every two weeks where we're on here talking live we're going to let you go so tune in next time to first and fanatic Shh.